0: It's <laughs> I going. can't even do that.
1: <coughs> Excuse me. We've seen better days. Uh, this is Tuesday, November 30th, 2001. Episode 39 of the Hotbox. And uh, I guess just before we get into this, I would like to go ahead and just dedicate this episode to our friend, Ryan McElright, who is no longer with us. Uh, that's why we're kind of bummed out. And, yeah, so... If anyone is local and wants to know, the funeral is going to be Thursday at two p.m. at Johnson's Mortuary. So we miss you, dude. Kind of wish you wouldn't have done that, but I hope it's cooler there than it is here. So, uh, yeah, episode thirty-nine, almost forty, just head-nose diving into our midlife crisis excellent
0: is this our midlife crisis this is <laughs> are if, we supposed to learn how to podcast through this <laughs> I think so
1: if you can podcast through a friend of yours killing himself you can do anything I think so
0: okay then after and this we should be pretty good right after Like smooth this sailing
1: yeah definitely
0: into our ripe old age I'm not even
1: gonna have to drive you home after this you're just gonna fly
0: <laughs> okay
1: And as soon as his son is old enough to talk and form sentences, I'm getting him on the show. I'm going to train him in the art of the podcraft, and he will be the greatest podcaster there ever was. So, lots and lots of great medical marijuana news going on. You guys have been holding it down while we're dealing with all this, so we appreciate that.
0: Thanks. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Um, what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to just get the, the K2 thing out of the way real quick? Yeah,
0: because that's kind of a happy note.
1: Yeah, on, on a happy note, that fake mara, uh, marijuana, can you even call it that? That fake pretendo?
0: Incense. That
1: incense, that marijuana incense, the FDA finally got around to banning it? Um, or is this the, the D-E-A. DEA? The DEA.
0: Yeah, the Drug Enforcement Agency issued a rare emergency federal ban on five chemicals used inside synthetic marijuana products, sold as incense under names such as K2, Blaze, or Spice. Spice! Which, this is the stuff you can see in high times. They have ads and stuff for it. Um... The casual observer may not realize these products are commonly used as a legal replacement for marijuana.
1: Because who in their, excuse me, who in their right mind would do that? Like I wouldn't think that kids were mixing pee pee and poo poo into a jar and letting it ferment and then huffing it. Like I'm sorry, I didn't know we had to make that illegal. <laughs> Is it a problem? Apparently well, so. <laughs> apparently so. Then we better do something about it.
0: Really quick, I just need to apologize for my snot. When I cry, my nose okay. leaks. So if I sniffle in the microphone, everyone, just. Uh, you'll deal with it. Um, so, anyways. Uh,
1: so, what is.
0: So, there. The pro.
1: Is I've high Times going to have to give them their money back because well, you can't
0: You got I don't know High Times, I don't know how their advertising works, so I mean, if it's banned, they'd have to remove again, it from the
1: magazine, right?
0: but but then again, marijuana's federally illegal, and they're a magazine about Right, but they're not so selling the marijuana. Well, yeah, true, but I don't know. I guess it just kind of depends, I guess, on how you see it. Yeah. I mean. Maybe they'll just try to market it as incense with a warning that says do not smoke.
1: Right, because we needed that. I don't...
0: Well, we did discuss a couple episodes ago (laughs) about, you know, warning labels not helping with population control.
1: But you would would think that the, the federal government would see how well it's worked out when they've tried to do that, you know, before.
0: Well, I mean, they had good reason to do
1: this. Like though. we're Well, yeah, definitely. I but I mean, it's, they're they're we're going into the the tail end of an 80-year struggle trying to reverse all of this BS that they've, you know, been working so hard to create.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, the, the whole thing with this is just stupid. I mean, right. it's it's like anything else that we have that people have realized they can get high off of.
1: Exactly. This is just duster. one of those
0: things that, yeah. You can still see, buy duster in the
1: store. <laughs> but
0: see, that's something that's necessary. Because exactly. if they took that off the market, what would happen to all your equipment?
1: Exactly. You don't need another I mean, flavor of incense.
0: Right. So this is right. something that's easy to just take off the market and say, okay, we're just, we're done with this and it's right. bad now.
1: But the main argument with it is that people that can't smoke pot smoke this because it doesn't show up in drug tests But it's
0: not safe.
1: Right. So you're
0: totally <laughs> defeating one of the very good reasons to right. turn to medical marijuana. So
1: the government should kill two birds with one stone in making pot legal. They wouldn't need to mess with this because no one would care about it anymore.
0: Well, it would
1: just go away.
0: You would think. Hopefully. But then again, I mean, there's so many stories of people who have been helped by using marijuana and the government always turns a blind eye to it. Right. I mean, there's people who've gotten over addictions, pain, surgeries.
1: Yeah. Tumors growing and having to get them removed.
0: I, I mean, I have people that I help that they drink less when they smoke because exactly. it helps. I mean, and I know people who have dealt with depression and a lot of other things that use it for that. I mean, there's a lot of ways it can be used, and the government just they don't see that. I guarantee they don't see dollar signs.
1: I guarantee if our friend would have been drinking less and smoking more, he would be all good. You start drinking and it's, it depresses you, you know? And if you're depressed, it's already going to... It just depresses you even more.
0: Alcohol but makes you stupid. Yeah, completely. And you make stupid decisions that you think are really good when you're drinking.
1: Yep. But it's it's so freely available every and everywhere and it's pushed make on you. they money on it. it. Right.
0: They've figured out how to make money on it.
1: It's all about the Benjamins. All of it.
0: But um, the emergency action of the ban comes as the public opinion towards full marijuana legalization inches forward with each election. While this state's decriminalization measure lost at the polls earlier this month, California remains the largest of the 16 states where medical marijuana is legal. San Diego has one of the biggest medical marijuana user populations in California with 100-plus dispensaries located around the county.
1: That's phenomenal.
0: When Senator Orrin Hatch, Republican from Utah, petitioned the DEA to federally kill the products a week prior to the ban, Fifteen states had already individually banned at least one of the chemicals found in the synthetic marijuana products. Right. In a statement following this week's announcement, Michelle Leonhardt, active administrator for the DEA, commented that these harmful products mislead their customers into thinking that fake pot is a harmless alternative to illegal drugs. Right. But that is not the case.
1: It is absolutely not. The the drug you're trying to mimic is way, a hundred times safer than what you're trying to get people to smoke.
0: Yeah, I mean... Like, if
1: you did simple risk assessment, this product shouldn't be anywhere near our lips.
0: P- putting the word synthetic in anything, I think, automatically makes it unsafe.
1: Unless it's motor oil? I don't want But it. you're
0: not ingesting motor oil.
1: No, but the synthetic stuff is better. <laughs> Or so they say. Sure sure does cost more, and hey, I'm a sucker for anything that costs more. Oh, yeah. I Wait, know. these Oreos are deluxe, and they cost more? All in.
0: Double stuff. Here we go. I'll take it. The Drug Policy Alliance, a nonprofit group, countered that there are no documented cases of fatal synthetic pot overdoses, nor evidence to suggest that chemicals are addictive. I spoke the writer spoke to the cashier of an independent head shop in San Diego. And while he asked that I refrained from publishing his name or the business, he could only shake his head when pressed for comment. It's funny in a sad way when you visualize the money and man hours spent for what exactly? Making sure people don't buy wannabe weed?
1: What other business does that, though? Like, any other business, when they're in the paper... They want to get their name out there, their logo, their phone number. He's like, no, dude, I'm cool. I got my customers. Like, I'm okay. I don't need to pander to, you know, the television like that. That yeah. is so cool to me that, you know, they're, they're doing so well that they don't have to do that. And that's really awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, and plus, he doesn't see much traffic with the products to begin with. And people will find new ways to get high.
1: Right. Which goes back to the argument that the only people that really are smoking this are the people that live in places where they can't get pot or they can, but it's illegal and they'll lose their job rather than fight it and know that you're right. You know, they just smoke this other crap and then they end up getting heart attacks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't seem like such a good idea, does it?
0: Well, and he even says that he's already seen two new products with chemicals that aren't on the ban list. Yeah. So the products with banned chemicals are already replaced. They
1: have an analog list, a mile long, mm-hmm. of different changes, simple little changes at the molecular level, and then and all of a sudden you have a brand new analog that's not banned, but yeah. it's the same exact thing. you basically. change
0: a couple little exactly. you know, things in it, and you have
1: a different chemical now. Yeah. This exactly. one gives you stroke instead of heart attack, though, so it's way better, yeah, stroke's you know. way better,
0: yeah, I mean, you know what you only lose one half of your body right,
1: rather than yeah. your heart, yeah, you need so, your heart, um, if only they had one that didn't do any damage at all, hmm, good luck making that one, guys,
0: <laughs> he says. <laughs> Um, none of these are FDA approved I would never try them And I can only imagine that they're poor substitutes To the actual plant And now that that's taken away They'll push those buyers to new products Or the illegal markets
1: Why not? Why don't you just give them some heroin And be done with it Here you go This is called OxyContin Enjoy that We have to give you the 40s and the 20s Because the 80s got reformulated And they're crap Yeah. Here's the good stuff Enjoy that
0: so, in 30 days, the United States will place five chemicals found in synthetic marijuana next to cocaine as scheduled II narcotics. And products containing those chemicals will be pulled off of all shelves in San Diego and nationwide. The temporary ban will be placed for a period of one year with the option of extending it further. The end.
1: Just for a year? Yeah. Hmm. Well, so what happens next year when weed's legal?
0: Well, hopefully this stuff will become non-existent.
1: Right. And hey, I just want to mention I got I get a a Google News alert here, and this one is for OxyContin. The first two headlines. Number 1, rapper DMX denied bail, remains in Arizona jail. <laughs> the second one, TI also rapper kind of. Uh he says drug problems started with prescriptions. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Earl Simmons aka DMX in jail for oxycontin cocaine use and TI in there for uh, prescriptions. Not his I would guess. What happens to everybody. So, did you know you know what a methadone clinic is, right? Right. Okay, this is kind of not medical marijuana related, but I know a lot of people that listen to this show this has to do with their situation perhaps. So, did you know that we have a methadone clinic here now? We do? That's what I said. I was talking to my friend. He's like, yeah, there's a methadone clinic here now. It, uh, it just opened up. Privately owned. Um, The only problem is... You know how strong methadone is, right? It's yeah. It's pretty decent. And not only is it strong, but it has a wicked long half-life. Like a yeah. 24-hour half-life. Ridiculous for a pain pill. So... Methadone is used for maintenance to get you off of what you're on. So the idea is you replace what you were taking with the methadone at very low doses. This place is, from what I heard, recommending doses upwards of 60 to 80 milligrams to patients that just first roll in there.
0: Are you serious?
1: Now, that may not seem like a lot. When I was at my peak of just getting high like every day i I was really addicted to this stuff, really bad. I would never do that much methadone to like be okay. I wouldn't do that much methadone to get high on like this is if that's true, that's... like they are way over medicating, and <clears throat> the idea is you step down. He said that this place encourages you to continue taking it and if you need more or higher doses they're like all about that like they're stepping people up not down
0: that's a total Anna Nicole Smith move that's
1: crazy right but it's a really smart business model if you think about it if you keep them addicted and keep their doses going up you make more money it's a scumbag thing to do but have
0: you ever seen death to smoochie yes the methadone clinic scene yes.
1: comes to mind. <laughs> oh man. I just I just thought that was interesting cuz we've never had one here and as far as I knew it was illegal to have those here and that's why there were none. Wow. And now apparently there is and apparently they're giving people Where if that's is true. It at? Like I said, that's just what my friend said. He knows a lot of people that are going there wow. but yeah.
0: are you sure it's not just a doctor that's freely prescribing stuff he showed anything?
1: me their website all I saw was their website I forget what the url is but it's crazy. yeah it's pretty crazy do a google search for Kalispell Montana methadone clinic I'm sure you'll find it so just thought I'd uh, share that with you all like be careful with that stuff mm-hmm. and the, pro- the huge problem a lot of those people are on a waiting list to get put on suboxone which is what I'm on which is it's great like it does the trick for sure. If you have methadone in your system, you can't take that. Like it really makes you sick. And so if any of these people are on waiting list and they're giving them huge doses like that, like they'll they'll either get really super sick if they take the me- uh, the suboxone or they just won't be able to take it. Yeah. And then, you know, you give up your place in in line or go go to the end like that sucks though yeah because that's way if that's true that's way yeah, more than you
0: know as well as I do that when you're looking for something now you're going to take whatever oh, you yeah, can get definitely. now and if they're offering 60 to 80 yeah, milligrams you're going to jump it. on that boat exactly far before you're going to go oh, which yeah, defeats the whole purpose suboxin.
1: of you know of they're this just procedure enabling. but it's money it's a money maker definitely yeah Anyway, so um, let's talk about a gentleman by the name of Irvin Rosenfeld, your friend and mine. Apparently, he set a new world record again, again. So as you may or may not know, 28 years ago, a Florida patient began receiving pre-rolled and packaged cannabis cigarettes. From uh, the United States federal government. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a program run by the FDA. The cigarettes produced for the government at the University of Mississippi are supplied to Irv Rosenfeld at a dosage of seven cured ounces every 25 days. Quote, without therapeutic cannabis to alleviate my medical condition, I would not be a productive member of society. With my medicine I am able. I am an able husband, good neighbor, working stockbroker and volunteer at shake a sailing therapy agency for the handicapped. Irv and three other federal patients were thoroughly examined by medical professionals back in 01 over a 3-day period and found in an excellent condition for their age and ailment. Irv is positive the cannabis is his salvation and he should know on November 24th, 2010 Irv smoked his one hundred and twenty thousandth medical cannabis cigarette wow i wish i was keeping track of how many like bowls i've smoked or something like that like i don't smoke joints that often but like that's cool to know like this 120003 and my next one oh oh four Like, just counting them down. That's so cool. That's so many.
0: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: But how many years has he been doing it? Like, 28? 28. Yeah, so I guess if you divide that out, it's really not that. But that's kind of cool to, like, see that, you know?
0: Have you ever seen Super Size Me? Yes. Larry talks to the guy who counted all of the Big Macs
1: Yes. Yes, disgusting. But still healthy, kind of.
0: Well, he hasn't died yet. At least this is something I can support doing a lot of. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) That's so crazy. Uh, Irvin Rosenfeld is one of only four medical cannabis patients in the country that receive cannabis legally from the federal government.
0: People who tell us it's illegal.
1: Right. And that there's no... Wait, is this medical cannabis? Because I could have sworn you said that there was no medicinal properties of cannabis. But you, but do you, you want to retract that? Which statement do you want to retract? Because you have two conflicting statements here. You go ahead and clear that up. Uh, this is what you want.
0: Sorry. It's
1: cool. Thank you. It's cool, dude. So, he is a 57-year-old successful stockbroker from South Florida. Hello. He uses medical cannabis to relieve chronic pain and muscle spasms caused by rare bone disease. When he was 10, doctors discovered that his skeleton was riddled with more than 200 tumors due to a condition known as, are you ready for this, multiple congenital cartilaginous exostosis. Nailed it. Yeah, Nailed job. it. You did better than I
0: would. <laughs> Nailed it.
1: <laughs> Despite six operations, he still lives with scores of tumors in his bones. After a long struggle, with the federal government, of Rosenfeld, won the right to access medical cannabis in 1982. I was two. Nice work. That is so awesome. Uh, Thirteen people with debilitating conditions were allowed into the compassionate investigative new drug IND program to receive federally grown medical cannabis in 1992. President George Bush ugh, discontinued the program. Of course, why I would love you do that, that?
0: Sound that you made. I'm sorry. That was his name. That was
1: totally like I didn't mean to do that. It Just happened. Uh why would you do that? You just want to look like a badass like, hey, I'm tough on drugs. Watch this. All all you guys that are that are doing good on pot, pff, done. No pot. What a jerk. You're mm-hmm. a jerk. Uh he discontinued the program, but Irv still receives 9 ounces of cannabis rolled into cigarettes every 25 days from the federal government. The cannabis is grown by NIDA at the University of Mississippi. Over the 29 years in the program, Irv has received more than 120,000 medical cannabis cigarettes and is in good health because of it. Hey, Irv, no cancer? Mark him down for no cancer. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? Irv is also a director of Patients Out of Time, a nonprofit educational charity that has taught MDs and RNs since 1995 of the clinical applications of cannabis. Please see medicalcannabis.com Quote, my work with patients out of time as, and my personal experience has enabled me to put in writing the story of my physical struggles, my search for help, the friends, family and colleagues in medicine and my profession who have stood by me but mostly it is a story of entitled my medicine. So, and if you would like to actually see him speak, if you go to com slash hotboxpodcast, there's three playlists full of clips from the Helena MMGA conference. And if you just want the audio, go to hotboxpodcast.com. There's seven special series. Those are all the audio from those talks. So that stuff is done. Boom. Done and done. Enjoy it.
0: didn't. I think episode thirty-seven was what
1: thirty-six we or thirty-seven. It's called My Medicine. So there's uh, he he. It's we actually called 36. him. Is yeah, it thirty-six? Yeah, we talked to him on the phone. Okay, yeah, hotboxpodcast. dot com. Check out episode thirty-six. Uh, he called us or we called him, and that episode had lots of cool people: Ed, Doctor Heidi mm-hmm. from Montana Connect, Irv. Mm -hmm. That that was his anniversary of having it. Yeah, his 28th. 28th or 29th. It's his
0: 28th year. He's going into his 29th because he's been doing it one year less than I've been alive.
1: That's so awesome. So, you have another story about this fine gentleman.
0: I do. What
1: does this one have to do?
0: Well, this is the one that Heidi posted for us earlier.
1: Oh, good. And,
0: I mean, you covered some parts of it, so I'm just going to kind of browse through it a little bit. But it covers, you know, Irv's book and how it's the story of his lifelong endurance against his rare (coughs) bone condition. Right.
1: MyMedicineTheBook.com.
0: Right. And how his membership with the Federal Medical Marijuana Program included 13 people at its largest. There's only four still alive. Right. Um, he is launching a consulting business, High Integrity Cannabis Solutions, from his home base in Fort Lauderdale. He travels the country on behalf of an organization, Patients Out of Time, that advocates the legalization of medical marijuana. It is a cause he believes should transcend politics.
1: Absolutely.
0: Cancer doesn't know if you're a Democrat or Republican, he said. When you're throwing up and none of those drugs, they give you work. Rosenfeld rattles off his life story like a man who has told it a hundred times before legislative committees and medical conferences. And he is quick to credit a longtime Sarasota couple Bob Randall and Alice O'Leary for helping him challenge the federal government and inspiring him to keep hammering out the same talking points for more than three decades.
1: Yeah, they're in that book, too. (laughs) You guys definitely—if you haven't read it—check out that book. Like, it's we don't get paid to say that or anything. It's mm-hmm. legitimately a really good book, and there's tons of cool info in there, mm-hmm. all about how this government has been just not, not nice, not upfront, not honest with us at all about pot.
0: Yeah, well, and um, it goes on to say, um, Randall, who died at 53 in Sarasota in 2001 was in 1976 the first patient to win federal permission to treat a chronic illness with marijuana. Randall used the drug to combat severe glaucoma, and he and O'Leary, who grew up and met in Sarasota, had been arrested for growing four pot plants on their terrace in Washington, D.C., he could have paid the fine and gone on with our lives, O'Leary recalled. But Bob got mad. And he worked the phones and I worked the research angle. I went down to the Library of Congress and started poring through old books, and we slowly built this case of medical necessity. Fortunately, we had a judge who listened to all our arguments and agreed. Without Randall and O'Leary, Rosenfeld said he never would have been able to convince the Food and Drug Administration to let him join the federal government's little-known Compassionate Use Program. I love how that word gets thrown around a lot. What's
1: that? Compassionate? Compassionate, yeah. -hmm.
0: And then they stopped the program when they realized how many people wanted to get on it. So
1: was that called the Incompassionate?
0: That's called the Compassionate Until Everybody Wants It and Then We Pick and Choose program.
1: Right, right. Yeah, because there was a bunch of people, if you read the book in there, there's a, there was a bunch of people that had been approved, but they never got their cannabis. Mm-hmm. And then the government was like, oh, yeah, by the way, this program's done and the only people that are going to get it are the people that have been getting it. So if you haven't got it yet, sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: What's the opposite of compassion? Being a dick,
0: yeah. You're
1: being a dick. <laughs> that's that's exactly what that was. So, but yeah, definitely MyMedicineTheBook.com. We don't get paid, like I said, to say that or anything. Like you, ha- you should definitely read that if you're into this at all. This whole movement, read that book. It's like a bible for sure, but it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, what do we got next? Do you want to talk about? Uh Oh, let's talk about this. The news that marijuana can harm your immune system. Okay. This is a little funny to us. Us, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny because in L.A., pot is sold over the counter at hundreds of stores under the guise of medicinal use. Hmm. According to a University of South Carolina study on the effects of cannabis on the immune system, weed smokers are more susceptible to cancers and infections. Huh, you know what? I've been smoking weed since I was, mm, I'm going to say 15. I get sick with a cold maybe once a year, if that. And so far this year.
0: We live year, in Montana, it's a given.
1: Right. And even then, I can like totally not get it. So uh, I don't know. That's an anecdote I get, but study me. Shit. I'm going to say you guys are not not on the right path. And still no cancer. Have you? Do you have cancer yet? Since last no. we met, no, me neither. I expect it any day now. It's like that South Park where Randy's like microwaving his nuts, trying to get cancer so he can get medical. <laughs> That's so awesome. Bouncing around door. to that music, that hippie music they played was so awesome. Uh, the researchers found that pot's cannabinoids actually fire up cells that suppress that the immune system. Uh, explains all those sick days you took in the 90s. Ha ha ha. Right. Uh, quote Cannabis is one of the most widely used drugs of abuse worldwide and is already believed to suppress immune functions, making the user more susceptible to infections and some types of cancer. Prakash Nakaraki, a microbiology and pathology professor at the University of South Carolina, said. So, um. Fight the name. I know. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I, th- I thought
0: they weren't allowed to test it. Was he doing it here or somewhere else?
1: Well, from the sound of his name, he was doing it in India. Oh, okay. But I don't know. Is that...
0: Well, then we don't know if they're actually
1: good And you know us. what? When I got sick, the last time I got sick, we were doing hotbox shows. And I remember you brought me some... I don't even know what strain it was. But I Bliss. Is that what it was? Naked bliss. I yeah. smoked that and I swear I felt like so much better. I don't know if I was just so stoned I didn't care that I had a cold or what, but I didn't get worse, that's for sure. Well, the and only,
0: people use it to help clear out their lungs and stuff when they're sick. As
1: an expectorant, yes. absolutely. The only thing I could see that maybe it would increase the the rate of people actually getting sick is that one person that already has a cold, comes to hang out with friends that don't, and you start passing the pipe, unless you're sterilizing it, you're going to get sick. And so that shows that, oh, look, they were all smoking pot, and now they're all sick. It skewed your data.
0: You're a considerate smoker, because when you were sick, I remember you told me to smoke out of one piece, and you smoked out of the other, so that we weren't going back and forth.
1: Exactly. Because I, I... I can remember like every single time I have gotten sick has been because a friend has come over and had the sniffles and smoked and I didn't like light the end of the pipe every time, you know, it's that's I bet that skewed his data. I, I bet you, you did. know
0: what it perturbs me a little bit when someone is sitting there with me and then they tell me later that they're like sick or they're getting over being sick.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, you need to uh, announce that when you first roll into the house.
0: Yeah. I mean, we don't on. knock on
1: doors around here. You can just walk in, but you better be like, hey, I'm sick. I brought my own pipe.
0: Yeah. Just I mean, so you we need know. to disclose certain information so people don't get hurt.
1: <laughs> Montana Connect says, I smoke alone. <laughs> Little George Thorgood. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I do sometimes, too.
1: <laughs> Me, too. I think everyone that smokes does.
0: Yeah, usually. At some point or another, you're alone, and you smoke. It's time to
1: smoke. (laughs) What are we doing? All right, let's talk next about your best friend and mine. Do you have this story? Oh, Lord, yes. (laughs) What happened now? And could you tell us the headline, please? Okay. This is the headline from the paper. This is amazing.
0: Activist Jason Christ busted hurts (laughs) medical marijuana cause.
1: Hurts medical marijuana cause. He hurt the whole thing.
0: The whole thing. Thank you. And see, we've already (laughs) discussed that, that he's just bad news.
1: Bad news completely.
0: He doesn't bring anything beneficial to the table. How did he
1: hurt the whole thing? Why didn't he just hurt himself or something? Like yeah. hurt your business? Why are you taking down the whole industry? Well, or and trying see, to? this
0: is a piece from Normal, and so they're discussing. Um. It says, Missoula, Montana, a search of the offices of an outspoken medical marijuana provider turned up 729 medical marijuana recommendation forms, apparently signed by physicians with no patient information filled in.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is a crime, right? Which was
0: reported on Wednesday, yeah. Several former employees of the Montana Caregivers Network have told police that pot provider Jason Christ... Kept pre-signed forms and that information was used to obtain a warrant, the Missoulian said. The network has been at the forefront of the Montana medical marijuana issue with its high-profile traveling screening clinics as well as for arranging video conferences between physicians and patients seeking medical marijuana cards. The lawsuit alleged that in March... Chris ordered employees to take all pending and denied patient applications and submit them to the state by filling out the pre-signed applications and saying the patient qualified with a chronic pain diagnosis, even if the patient hadn't consulted with the doctor.
1: Okay, so he did something illegal. What does that have to do with the rest of the community? Every what? time a drugstore gets robbed, you don't say, "Oh look, pharmaceutical companies! Look what you've done to your movement!" Like the
0: pharmaceuticals—that's on
1: phenomenal. him. That's not on any of us. That's not well, on the medical marijuana cause, above all.
0: Well, and see, they go on. See, they explain why they feel that way. I think um, we are complete. Okay, now this is what Normal is saying about the article. We are complete and total supporters of medical marijuana and believe that patients should not have to suffer one minute without cannabis medicine. However, we also believe that we have asked the general public to trust us when we pass medical marijuana laws and actions like Chris in danger. Not just the patients of Montana, but the patients all across the country.
1: No, he endangered his business and himself. Yeah. That has absolutely nothing to do with the industry, with any of the other patients, with any of the caregivers. That well, he's got a
0: bad example, though. I think that's what they're trying to say, is that we're trying to move forward... And do positive things. Right. And he's doing this stupid crap that just keeps making the news. Then because put it's him in jail. Crap.
1: Ground him. Well,
0: yeah, but we can't just like put him in jail well, or right. else there's a lot of people who would be in jail right now.
1: Well, of course. But I mean, prescription fraud? Come on, dude.
0: Right. So well, he
1: responds. He says, I am the Jason Chris talked about in this opinion. I'm that guy. Look, read up there, but I'm not busted, as you can see. Sure, they found the recommendations that we fill out and give to patients after they are approved by a doctor and pay for the appointment. The recommendation goes to them right then. After that, they send it to the state, DP, HHS, who approves the content, issues the card, which the patient and their caregiver get about six weeks later. Which, how many weeks has it been?
0: A long time. Longer
1: than six? Does Jason have my card? I hope not. And then he says, try explaining the following 98% of all MDs and DOs in Montana refuse to sign for medical marijuana. Marijuana has never killed anyone ever. Montana caregivers, network doctors founded by Chris, of course has seen over 22,000 patients and Mr. Chris, that's me is not their caregiver. Thus, I have helped create jobs for 4,500 caregivers and 10 gross supply stores. Don't you
0: dare take credit for that. I know.
1: This is appalling.
0: I'm not in a good place. Attorneys and
1: their employees economic benefit for the people of Montana. Just like Christ, he has saved us. Can we crucify him now? Doesn't he have to die before he can save us? Hold on. I know this story. I got this brainwashed into me when I was a kid. Pretty sure we got to nail him to a cross or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Passion of the Christ. That'd be so awesome. Bring me the whip. (laughs) The cat of nine tails, please. Bring me the cat also.
0: (laughs) Now carry this ridiculously huge pipe through town (laughs) on your shoulders. Right.
1: Right. And are you a last but critical like the emergency room where you go get a narcotic that kills people without medical records with a three minute doctor, if you're lucky, visit and money spent. This is called face value medical practice and is common among all doctors because of the high demand in clinics and how many thousands of people have suffered from. And then he gives a list of just a bunch of random painkillers. So, before you tout, make sure you get your facts about what you consider abuses. What does any of that have to do with forging people's things?
0: Oh, my goodness. Do you see what's after the thanks?
1: Yeah, his cell phone number. Do you want to call him? No. I'll call him right now. I'm
0: not. No, we're not. We're not in a good place to call. No? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I think that I think that we both have emotions that he would tap into that we shouldn't experience on the show <laughs> at this moment. Pretty
1: sure you're right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to be the voice of reason right now. No,
1: that was good. Because everyone <laughs> in the chat wants it to happen. I we will, but not now is not the time. I agree. So uh, and they banned those uh, Skype exams and all that, didn't they? So it says. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Which th- I think that's a good idea in theory if it is reserved for special cases where the doctor can't go to the person and the person can't go to the doctor. Like in those special cases, then sure. But not to like run people through like a mill. You know (laughs) Like barely getting a picture of them Mm -hmm. That's not how you do it If we have to do it medically We have to do it medically And that's how you have to do it So Alright well Good luck not getting arrested And having to post bail every other day Could you imagine That would suck so bad Like well I better go post bail again Gonna get arrested tomorrow
0: so how much do you think he paid this Busby guy that posted a reply to his comment?
1: Oh, I don't know. I didn't even see that.
0: Jason, I appreciate all that you're doing for medical marijuana users and others.
1: <laughs> That's the only other
0: But I just don't comment, understand why really. you had blank forms pre signed by doctors.
1: Hmm, that is a no no.
0: I love you, but you're confusing me. <laughs> He didn't really say that, but no. that's how it sounds. That's, I'm
1: pretty sure that's how it sounds.
0: Every time I try to get close, you push me away. <laughs>
1: Why? Is that a big pipe in your pocket? Are you just happy to see me? Oh, well. What do you do? Just please don't ever say that he hurt the whole movement. Because we we're part of that movement. And that's I'm not hurt because of that.
0: We should save his phone number, though.
1: On it. <laughs> so what's next for us what do you think Um, we can talk about the New Jersey governor you guys know Chris Christie he's uh, on the support for the New Jersey medical marijuana it's always good when you have a governor in your corner of course Uh, he said he will fight to prevent his administration's proposed medical marijuana regulations from going up in smoke uh huh despite is that your words or theirs Chris, Chris, Christie, Mr. Christie, <laughs> Miss Chris, uh, the Governor said he fears watering down the rules will essentially create a de facto legalization of marijuana in New Jersey. Uh duh, so he's not really on our side, is he? He wants those regulations in place. do we, would we rather see it completely unregulated or like so regulated where you can't move?
0: I don't think they'll ever find a middle ground, but I mean, that's what needs, needs to, to happen. Be regulation, but I'm worried that the government will over-regulate right.
1: it. Well, the reason there's you won't find a middle ground is because you're talking politics on one side, and then you know, good old-fashioned just growing pot, smoking it, selling it, whatever, on the other, and right. y- there is no middle ground for those two things. Right. It's either. One way or the other, and they're two extremes,
0: oh, really quick, just to, we had a few questions about the oh. Jason Chris thing that Please? I wanted to just mention definitely the everyone was asking, oh, a couple of people asked why the doctors weren't getting in trouble that signed the forms. I've read a couple of different stories that have said a couple of different things right one of them is that Jason was basically forcing people to do things. That were illegal under the pretense that it was legal. So are we thinking maybe? Right, manipulation. So there's a possibility that had happened, and also that the uh, the signatures were forged. That's a possibility. True. Um,
1: they were stolen.
0: Right. So I mean, it's
1: it is also a possibility that the doctor got paid a grip of cash and was like, "Yo, here you go."
0: But see, yeah, but the story know. that I read in the Missoulian was from before this most current bust happened. Um, he, it had said something about how when he worked out the contracts with the doctors that came on the road that he had misled them into thinking they had to pre-sign X amount of forms
1: ah. so
0: that and then to try to help make things go quickly. Right, right. You know? And so, I mean, he did a lot of misleading things, obviously. And I'm sure he, you know, talked out his butt with legal mumbo-jumbo saying it was okay for them to sign them if they, in fact, did. But I personally believe that it was all forgeries because what doctor willingly puts their medical license on the line over someone that looks like that?
1: That's your practice. That's your life.
0: That's you went to school for a whole effing long time.
1: Next step after that is going to like Thailand and doing, you know, back alley abortions for five bucks pop. Mm hmm. So, uh, where was I? Right. So this gentleman, Chris Christie, Miss Chris, uh, he says changes here in New Jersey could lead to duplicating flawed medical marijuana systems in place in California and Colorado. Christie said during a press conference, uh, there are currently a total of 13 states that allow medical marijuana. Isn't there one more? Didn't we get Arizona also? Or is that including Arizona? I thought there was 14. Yeah. I, if,
0: I think it's 15 um, including Arizona.
1: Quote, we're not going to have a head shop in every town and quack doctors writing prescriptions for people with headaches to get marijuana. He said, whoa, did you just say quack doctors? How about the quack doctors? that are prescribing water. This homeopathic BS sugar pills for people's cancer. That's quack doctors. Pot actually works. It's not just the placebo effect, if anything. Like, I'm literally stoned, and I feel a little bit better about everything. If I took homeopathic antidepressant pills, no change, because I know it's BS. So... That what? that pisses me off. It's like they're quack doctors and head shops and every. T- you're an idiot, and maybe no. I'm sorry. You're in New Jersey, and New Jersey is full of Guido Jersey Shore d bags. So maybe that's what you have to work with.
0: I. How many people that have killed themselves have been on antidepressants? I don't know. A lot,
1: probably, because you know it takes about three to four months before you find your vibe with the antidepressants. So we're going to try yeah. Prozac. if That don't work. We'll try Lexpro. If that doesn't work, well,
0: well, and then take one of those and two. Of we'll these, mix and them and help then get it in your system. That's right, faster. but don't drink alcohol with those. No, it might hurt.
1: Goodness, you. no, it might kill you. That's really okay. Thank you. Can it I pay for this? Alcohol kill you...
0: so many people on a daily basis. So many. And it's still legal. That's one of yeah. the most ridiculous things that I will never get over.
1: Mind-blowing. Ever. He says, He says, That's not gonna happen on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> Christy said he has no problem with allowing for the, Are you ready? The C word. Compassionate relief of pain for those patients who can find relief through no other legal means. Good, prescribe pot as a last resort. Thank you. That's exactly what it needs to be. What an, uh, do, do you know anything about? Like, I hate these people sometimes. I'm sorry, but well, there's. Do you know st- anything about pot? They're
0: stuck in their ways. They've never seen anyone benefit from it. That they can actually,
1: say, benefited. but what is, And they have no motivation to go and learn about it. Like, if you looked at the numbers or the science, we have lots of awesomely smart scientists that are just waiting for it to be rescheduled so that they can do all this great stuff with. And you guys are just dicketry. So much yeah. dicketry.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm for them getting it from doctors who've been treating them all along not from doctors parachuted into the situation with a profit making motive like we've seen happen in California and Colorado Governor Corzine left for you the strictest medical marijuana law in the country in the country, Governor Christie patients can't grow their own They are limited to two ounces of cannabis, available only at six dispensaries in the whole state. Chronic pain and severe nausea are not even covered by themselves. They must be the symptom of HIV, AIDS, or cancer. Cool. Physicians must be responsible for ongoing primary care and not just the provision of authorization for a patient to use medical marijuana or consultation solely for that purpose. Which basically means if you're going to be a doctor and prescribe this, that's your full-time job now. That's so stupid. Why did you even think that this would kind of work? That's not going to work, dude.
0: Well, they thought prohibition would work.
1: This guy needs to be educated, like for real, though.
0: Well, I know. Let's find a really, really sick patient who's willing to go live with the politician, right? And have them take care of them. we
1: we'll be your butler. And see
0: what it's like, and then and then let them use marijuana and see if they think that there's an, an you know an improvement.
1: You already have a law preventing quack doctors writing prescriptions for people with headaches to get marijuana because headaches, even migraine, wouldn't qualify in New Jersey. You already have a law preventing doctors parachute into the situation with a profit-making motive because of the law's ongoing primary care that makes, makes that impossible. Your head shop in every town fear has nothing to do with medical marijuana. You have head shops in New Jersey already. Your law, signed on January 19th, even includes coverage for terminal illness. If the physician has determined a prognosis of less than 12 months of life, and your stonewalling is going to guarantee another january 19th another january 19th passes without any of those terminal patients getting some comfort from legal medical marijuana so much for your support of compassionate relief of pain your unfounded fears of california and colorado mean some of your constituents are suffering and will die What the Assembly and Senate are doing is rejecting your even more restrictive regulations for the medical marijuana program that defy the intent of the law. Where the law calls for six alternative treatment centers, ATCs, understood as dispensaries, where patients can acquire their two ounces, your rules call for only four actual dispensaries, and the other two ATCs shall be non-dispensing grow sites. Hmm. Your rule call for those two grow sites to produce only 3 strains each, limited to a max of 10% THC, far below what is considered medical grade. Yeah. That's crap. Anywhere in the world. At 10% THC, the two-ounce limit becomes even more problematic as patients will have to use more cannabis to achieve the same relief. Adia, oh, duh, you didn't think about that, though, did you? Unbelievable. No, the truth of the situation lies in your prejudice against cannabis, Governor Christie. Misty Christie. Your quote about patients who can find relief through no other legal means gives you a way as a simple-minded prohibitionist you believe marijuana is evil and a patient should be forced to try every legal, expensive, addictive, side effect laden pharmaceutical first before trying safe, natural, effective, non-toxic cannabis whose worst side effects are dry mouth, bloodshot eyes, and some joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. You are demagogue. I don't even know what that word is A crisis that doesn't exist to fight for an even worse medical marijuana law Shame on you Shame on you, Governor Christie Shame on you
0: (sighs) They don't care that other people are in pain
1: And then it says here To all quacks in the government I just recently read they are already telling doctors They must wean patients from cannabis after three months they have not even allowed the first person to use it and will not for at least another eight months or more. Total screwballs have made it a joke to torment and tease every person this includes the governor. They have made it so no one will get it unless you are dying. Then they are going to take it away. If the governor or his family and friends do not qualify and found cannabis is what helps their condition, do you think that they will not get a cannabis card? Or not use it anyway? Is there any police that after they bust someone for only cannabis and no other reasons, when they go home and find their wife and kids have it, are they going to bust them and put them in jail? The whole thing has been nothing but sickness of screwballs for at least 70 years to still keep this a big joke. What I have to say about the newest sick idea to wean before ever seeing how a patient does is DO IT ALL YOU HIRE UP WEANERS. ALL CAPS. (laughs) All caps. higher up wieners uh, that's right you sausage loving a-holes do wow. the icky wiki as you watch your the f- <laughs> what's the icky wiki I'm not is familiar that with
0: the vertical mambo
1: maybe is that where you take two fingers and that's oh. weird that's right hot <laughs> wow this guy gets clever uh, the icky wicky as you watch your football game and get drunk and pop oxies and Xanax and smoke cigarettes. That's right. Hot dog it, you f-, f in pieces of S. One day cannabis will be legal in most of the world and no one will care who smokes or cooks with it. Everyone must get together and rid these hot doggers. <laughs> oh, I get it. That means in the mm-hmm. right uh, from continuing their same crap for another 70 years. Thank you for that. So not Yay. not gaining a lot of support there, Governor no. Christie, not gaining a lot of support. So let's talk about uh, the local Montana Medical again in the paper. Loving that NBC K- KCI KCFW KTVM all yeah, over the place
0: station to who? So, some state lawmakers think Montana's medical marijuana industry is out of control. Legislators and caregivers have duked it out since April trying to hammer out the best plan for the booming industry.
1: Because, you know, duking it out and fighting is what we should be doing instead of actually working together trying to make something that works for all of us.
0: Three lawmakers are (laughs) eager to fix what they call a broken medical marijuana industry. They admit, however, there is no cure-all when it comes to politics, and whatever comes out of the 90-day session will probably be a compromise. Montana politicians admit there won't be a quick fix for medical marijuana. There is no magic in Helena, says Republican Senator Jim Shockley.
1: There was, but then it all went home. Why are you making this so difficult? I don't understand that. They act like it's the hardest thing in the world, like, oh my god, it's so effed, what are we gonna do? we are
0: not creating an antimatter beam.
1: I know. It's marijuana. We're not trying to, like, land on the moon right now.
0: We already did that. Come January, the state legislator will tackle the issue head on. Oh, thank the good changing, lord. Changing the Shit. rules the industry operates under. This is just backdoor legalization, says Shockley. Oh. When voters legalized medical marijuana in 2004, no one knew the impact it would have on Montana. Yes,
1: we... Come on. This is the same drivel that we've been hearing for the last... Since we legalized it for medical use here. Yeah, It's all vague and you're doing it to backdoor full legalization. We don't care. We're smoking either way. You have to understand that.
0: Nothing can change. This
1: is to help people. And then, sure, if we decide that it's not hurting anybody, what's the big deal? I'll put my plant up against your alcohol any day of the week.
0: Wow, this is a super caring statement. It sounds really good. Let's let these sick people have some marijuana, says Representative Gary McLaren.
1: Yeah, that does sound really good. And look, it's helping. Oh, my God. Imagine that.
0: Now over 20,000. So hold on.
1: If he says it like that, like you're saying marijuana, not cannabis, obviously, to give it that negative thing. So why don't we just go ahead and say, let's just try and give patients heroin. That's what your Oxycontin is. Oxycontin or medicine sounds a lot better than heroin, doesn't it? Let's give them some junk. Hey, how are your patients doing? All hopped up on that junk? Is that is that going well? How is their treatment? Like, of course, you're. That's so stupid. They're they marijuana. <laughs> Shut up.
0: Well, they're never gonna listen to. Unfortunately, they there aren't the right politicians in office. They don't listen. They're and all care.
1: yeah or the, yeah exactly. They just don't care. They know what their federal buddies say and that pot's bad, and that's all they do. And that's so effed. That pisses me off to no end.
0: Alcohol is totally cool.
1: It's not something, like I said before, it's not something that we don't know, you know, like God or something like that. Like, we for real have evidence of this. And there's still... I think that's what pisses me off the most is that we have evidence. It's not UFOs where we think or we don't know. Like, we have legit evidence, and they still refuse. Like, that makes me so mad. This hash is really good. Thank you, by the way.
0: Now over 20,000 Montanans have medical marijuana cards, and marijuana shop break-ins, violence between caregivers, and suspected forged prescription dominate the headlines.
1: Do they really?
0: Oh, you want to know why I can tell you one name to blame all of that on?
1: That's funny, because when I do a search for OxyContin, robberies of pharmacies are all that dominate the headlines. So maybe when you're done tackling medical marijuana, you can go tackle... Pharmaceutical painkillers. I'll
0: bet you that's all just death and mayhem as well. Completely. Search for DUI. Any...
1: Do Search for DUI in, at news.google.com. I guarantee death, destruction, domestic dispute, violence, everything.
0: The police have a very difficult time enforcing the law <sighs> because they are not sure what the law is, says Shockley. That's why lawmakers like Shockley want to see changes. I envision something like a limited amount of time and a limited amount of marijuana, not this open door that we have now, says Shockley. Despite months of debate and constant news coverage, Representative Diane Sands admits there are bigger things to talk about in next year's session, like the budget and the state's lingering DUI problem. And
1: the meth problem.
0: This is messy, but it's not a top priority, says Sands. Shockley says if talks of a compromise stall at next year's session, he is prepared to present a bill that would essentially kill medical marijuana (laughs) in Montana. Oh, how convenient. And give lawmakers an opportunity to start from scratch. He's
1: going to give them an easy out. So
0: basically, they're going to do what that family's group tried doing.
1: Repeal. Yeah.
0: A legislative committee came up with several proposed changes to the medical marijuana law earlier this year. First, applicants would have to go through more rigorous, rigorous testing to get a card. Mm. Lawmakers also want to make it more difficult to grow and sell medical marijuana illegally. And authorities want to make it easier to track and regulate the industry.
1: Of course. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy one says we don't have the money that the pharmaceuticals, petroleum and timber companies have is our biggest problem. I agree. It, to lobby properly, to play politics is very expensive. You have to have at least millions of, to, for anyone to even try to take you seriously. Like, just to play. And it's a dumb game. I don't even care. It's the dumbest thing you could ever busy yourself doing. Like, What are you doing that's helping any of us? Do something constructive with your time and write rap songs or something. Right. Do something. Like, what we do you guys do? Write. You go in. You're like, "This session of Congress has been called." Bullet. Blah blah blah. Shots of what? Jack around everyone. They talk about what? What? What do you guys even do? <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're making life awesome for the rest of us. Thank you. Yeah. How do we keep the poor people down today? Blah. All those in favor. (laughs) All those in favor of keeping the black man down. Oh, Bully, bully. Like, that's... They... (laughs) Dismissed. Good. There there went $300,000. Good Well, money well spent, guys. So... And that's the whole problem. They're treating it as if it's like a big giant problem that the medical marijuana industry is getting so big. Like, oh, boo on us for doing something good. You didn't boo on the phone companies when they started putting towers on every block. They got big. That's cool. It's something we all use. Same with pot. Something we all use. It got big. If you wanted to go back underground, then so be it. That's going to be shitty, though, for all the people that legitimately need it for medicinal purposes. You want to make them go and deal with parking lot drug dealers? That's retarded
0: they make more money with that though we
1: can easily fix what we have you just don't want to listen you want to way overregulate it we think everything's all good without anything and there's no middle ground for that you know why? because politics is stupid yeah because we're honest and you lie that's why mm. so well they're all liars good luck blaze one anything else is that it? Are we done? That's
0: all the stories, but, um, so, this show was dedicated to Ryan.
1: Our friend Ryan McElroy.
0: Um, I don't think I'm going to call and leave a message for the jam hole tomorrow, just because I get, like, way overly, like, anal with messages and think I sound like a dumbass and... Don't yeah, no, like that's cool. Anything. I just
1: mentioned that if anyone wanted to, like you know yeah, it's, but, I, I mean, it's totally cool if you guys know, only a few of the Jamhole listeners actually met him when they were up here because he filmed our 404 show with us, mm-hmm. and the 250 show.
0: But um I, I met Ryan like 15, 16 years ago, and he was a really good guy who didn't deserve to go out like that. And I'm going to miss him. Yeah. And I just hope that um, he is in a better place. At least somewhere better. Doing something better. And I hope that his son knows that, you know, he was a good guy. Someday. Yeah. (laughs) And... That's all I really wanted to say, and just thanks everybody for sticking it out with us. I know we're usually a lot more upbeat and <laughs> yeah, fun to be around.
1: I warned you at the beginning, but yeah, he said in in the note he said, you know, this is what I want. This is don't blame anybody. It's nobody's fault. This is what I want to do. I know it sucks, but. This is I I just can't. This is what I want to do, and he said, "Make sure that uh that we teach his son how to forgive, because that's something he never learned how to do." So that's that. We'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Bye.